welcome to Psalm 55. Now Psalm 52, 53 and 54 belong to a time when Saul was king but Psalm 55 belongs to the time when David is the king and he is living in the city of God which is Jerusalem. However, this psalm reflects a period in David's life as a king that was extraordinarily stressful. It describes a time of some kind of a rebellion or past struggle against David and it seems a key leader, a trusted associate of David has betrayed him. And because of this, even the city seemed to be full of strife and violence, inhabited by malice and abuse, with destruction at work in it and threats and lies dominating the public square. Now many commentators believe that this trusted associate could be Ahithophel, the most trusted advisor and counsellor to King David. Remember, Ahithophel is the grandfather of Bathsheba and the reason for which he could rebel was very obvious. David through his act of adultery had completely destroyed his granddaughter's life and Ahithophel's extended family too. However, many others believe that this trusted associate could be Absalom who is David's own son. Because although Ahithophel was a reputed counsellor, Bible does not speak of a close companionship between him and David. Moreover, 2 Samuel chapter 15-18 to mentions about Absalom's rebellion against David. Absalom was certainly a man like David in rank and circumstances, certainly close to him and in a sense a friend too. But of course it is hard to believe that David would wish his son hell and death and so on. So as you read this psalm, you will witness some very vivid expressions of feelings as David tries to deal with what some call as the extreme case of anxiety. Well, just in case we think anxiety and worry are part of a commoner's life, not really so. They are as much part of top leadership positions as well. So let's see what anxiety can do to each one of us. First, anxiety makes God seem very distant. Anxiety makes God seem very distant. And here David cries out. He says, Give ear to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from my supplication. David kind of feels as if God is hiding from him. Second, anxiety makes us restless in our complaint and we mourn and groan noisily. Now I'm sure we all have been here, I mean the restless complaint mode. We go on murmuring and murmuring and murmuring and it is kind of endless, isn't it? Oh, I know what I'm talking about. I've been there in this mode, the restless complaint mode. Third, anxiety troubles our heart. Oh, it troubles our heart. David was troubled by the voice of the enemy. In fact, here he talks about several of his enemies and they hated David and caused great trouble for him. Fourth, anxiety generates fear. In fact, we live in constant fear and trembling when anxiety attacks us. And here David writes, My heart is severely pained within me, and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. Yes, anxiety surely generates fear. In fact, we live in constant fear and trembling when anxiety attacks us. Fifth, anxiety makes us want to quit. In fact, opting out seems like an obvious solution to pressures we cannot cope with. And David here writes, So I said, Oh, that I may have the wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Indeed, I would wander far off and remain in the wilderness. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and the tempest. Yes, anxiety would make us want to quit. Sixth, anxiety makes us hasty in our decisions and at times even reach wrong conclusions. 
And here David prays, let death seize them. Let them go down alive into hell. Now, these are some strong and powerful words, aren't they? And this is why some commentators find it very hard to believe that this betrayer was Absalom, his son. How could David wish him death when he did not even want him to die at many other occasions? But you see, anxiety can cloud our decision-making faculties and can cause us to reach wrong conclusions. But thankfully, David refuses to take vengeance upon himself and he leaves it to God. So anxiety can make God seem very distant. Anxiety can make us restless in our complaint as we mourn and groan noisily. Anxiety troubles our heart. Anxiety generates fear. In fact, we could live in constant fear and trembling. Anxiety makes us want to quit. Anxiety makes us hasty in our decisions. And at times, we can reach even wrong conclusions. Now, to be honest enough, if I were David, I would have closed my prayer with verse 15, wishing my enemies hell. But this is what I like and admire about David. He does not stop with his feeling, but also expresses his confidence upon God despite acute anxiety attack. He expresses his confidence upon God despite acute anxiety attack. And if I were to learn anything from this psalm, if I were to learn anything from this psalm, this is it. To put my trust in God despite the attacks of life. To put my confidence in Him. You see, we will be attacked and betrayed and abandoned. That's life. But to trust in God through all of this is living a life that is overcoming. To trust the Lord through all of this tempest of life is to live a life that is overcoming. And therefore David prays, As for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon I will pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. He has redeemed my soul in peace from the battle that was against me. For there were many against me. God will hear and afflict them. And from verse 22 onwards, he confidently leaves the matter in God's hands. He writes, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved, but you, O God, shall bring them down to the pit of destruction. Bloodthirsty and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. But I will trust in you. You see, David does not brush aside his feelings of anxiety and disillusionment. He expresses it and he expresses it outrightly. But he also expresses his confidence in his God. Can I say this? When we are anxious, what we need is not the wings of a dove, but the wings of an eagle. When we are anxious, what we need is not the wings of a dove, but the wings of an eagle, because the wings of a dove will let us fly away from our problem. And if you lived long, you know, we fly from one problem to the next problem. But the wings of an eagle lets us fly above the problem and above the storms of life. And therefore, we don't need the wings of a dove, but we need the wings of an eagle to soar about the storm. Comes to the words of the song, Hide Me Now. It so beautifully says, When the oceans rise and thunders roar, I will soar with you above the storm. Father, you are the king over the flood. I will be still and know that you are God. So may I ask you today, is anxiety making God seem very distant for you? Is anxiety making you restless in your complaint and your mourning and your groaning? Is anxiety troubling your heart? Is anxiety generating fear? In fact, you are living in constant fear and trembling. Is anxiety making you want to quit? Is anxiety making you make decisions and come to wrong conclusions? 
you know, anxiety will attack us. Problems will buffet us. But when they do, pray for a stronger wings, the wings of an eagle to soar above the storm. When the oceans rise and thunders roar, I will soar with you above the storm. Father, you are king over the flood. I will be still and know that you are God. Shall we pray? Lord, you may so often find me mourning and groaning and making my complaint and making a lot of noise. At times I may even make the wrong prayers and reach wrong conclusions. But I pray, O oh God, that even as I tend to panic and fret and worry, in the midst of it, I will not be overwhelmed because you will guard me. That I will rise above the storm and find shelter under your wings. That I will be still and know that you are God. And this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.